0: Hello and welcome to the BTG Podcast. I am your host, Jen Fable, of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. BTG stands for Bridge the Gap, and it is inspired by my own healing journey. After receiving seven different mental health diagnoses by the age of 19, I quickly realized that there was a massive gap between what I believed and understood in my head and what I truly felt in my heart. And no matter how many therapists I went to, I couldn't seem to bridge that gap until I found the tools and information that I share in my one-on-one private sessions, trainings, and right here on this podcast. My goal is to help you begin to bridge that gap by bringing you different topics related to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And in case you didn't know, this podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. These are weekly virtual gatherings that are 100% free and no RSVP is required, so you are welcome to come whenever you can and stay as long as you want. Each week, we open the space with a candle meditation, after which I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If you are interested in learning more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time, please visit www.btgwellness.com slash circle and join my free circle membership. Of course, if you like what you hear in today's episode, please remember to leave a review and share the love by sharing this episode with your friends, family, and social network. And as always, if you have any questions, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.btgwellness.com or through email or social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of BTG Wellness and LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight we're going to talk about this idea of getting grounded. If you've been around the energy world for any amount of time or the spiritual world, you've probably heard this idea of you've got to get grounded, you've got to get grounded. But what does that actually mean? So this is actually the third in a series that we've been doing talking about energy. So we started talking about altars, about claiming your space, about saying, here I am. Then we talked about creating a space to hold the growth and healing that you crave, create your sacred space. Once you have said, here I am, once you have cleared a space, the next step is to learn how to get grounded. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this tonight. So why is this important? This is important because in any spiritual practice, in any healing practice, frankly, in any practice that you want to engage in for your growth and development, has to include and start with some form of grounding. Grounding. This is important because knowing how to get out of your head is a really important skill set in any aspect of your life, but particularly if you're on a healing path. And this is important because if you skip this step, it's going to limit how much access you have to the growth, to the potential that is out there for you. So we've talked in the past about this idea that you exist on four realms or layers of reality. So, of course, there is the physical layer of reality. This includes everything you can experience with your five senses. So if you can see it, smell it, taste it, touch it, hear it, it is part of your physical reality. There is the emotional layer of reality. This includes everything that we feel and is connected to the part of our psyche known as the unconscious mind. We have the mental layer of reality or realm. This is all about the thoughts that we think, the rationality that we bring into the world. And this is associated with a part of our psyche known as our conscious mind. And then, of course, there's the energetic layer of reality. Now, we tend to think about the energetic layer as things like spirit guides and angels. And yes, that's there as well. But the energetic realm is also where your inspiration comes from. And any healing journey is about taking something, some idea, something that you want, pulling it down from the energetic and into your physical layer of reality. Now, you would think, since we're so focused on manifesting and manifesting and bringing things into our 3D reality, that we would actually be spending a lot of time in our physical layer of reality. But that's actually not true. Most of us spend the majority of our time in our mental realm. Most of us walk around overthinking, disconnected, lonely, isolated. We are so much in our heads that a lot of the time we're pretty much blind to what's actually happening around us and the actual physical layer of reality. We put so much more emphasis on the story that we're telling ourselves in our head versus what is actually going on in our world. So we talk about being grounded. What we really mean is paying attention to the layer of reality that is on the physical realm. Now, why is that important to do? If you want to get that new idea, that inspiration, that solution to your problem, where does it currently exist? It's not in the mental realm yet. It's not on the emotional realm yet. It certainly hasn't showed up in the physical layer of reality yet. So your inspiration, the new idea, the solution to the problem that you are working through, all that exists on the energetic layer of reality. So you want to be able to reach into that energy and pull something down, but you literally will be unable to grab it. It will be unavailable to you if you're stuck in the mental and emotional realm, aka ungrounded. So the higher you want to go, the more deeply grounded you need to be. Otherwise, you'll be limiting the potential that you have access to on the energetic layer of reality, which is where all the stuff that you want that hasn't shown up anywhere else yet exists. Let's back up a second and get a little nerdy because it's me. Now, I am not an electrician, but I do know that any electrical device that we have access to has some sort of a grounding wire in it. Our homes have grounding wires. There's a grounding prong on most electrical devices, and there's a reason for that. Electricity is a big force of energy, and if there's too much flowing through a circuit at one time, it'll go haywire and can be dangerous. Having a grounding wire allows that energy to be dispersed down into the earth where it safely gets discharged. Now, in our bodies, it's our emotions and our thoughts at our energy. We are electrical beings. Our nervous system runs on electricity. Now I'm not going to get too deep into like circuitry and, and biology, but basically we have sodium potassium channels. It creates an action potential. Electricity runs through your nervous system. So we are electrical beings. And when there is electricity running through a circuit, if there's no grounding wire, there's nowhere for the excess energy to get discharged. And if we keep too much of that energy inside the device, in other words, inside our bodies with nowhere to go, it starts to get dangerous. So being grounded is about giving that excess energy from your emotional realm, from your mental realm, somewhere to go. That's not just bouncing around in your body. Now, from a practical perspective, being grounded is about telling your neurology that you are safe. Humans are pretty squishy beings. We have survived on this planet from an evolutionary perspective, not because we have any cool little technological things in our bodies like armor or shells or anything to keep us safe, but because we're smart. Our mental realm has allowed us to build things to compensate for the fact that we're super squishy. Even a fall from a very small height, even a fall from no height, just falling down on the ground can cause devastating injuries. That means that the safest place for a human is on the ground our neurology feels safest when we are as close to the ground as possible think about the last time you had to like climb up on a step stool did you feel safer when your feet were planted firmly on the ground or when you were one or two steps up on the step stool likely on the ground so being grounded means being close to the earth because that's where our neurology feels safe so it's about noticing the physical layer of reality It's about tuning into your five sensory channels. Now, if you've studied mindfulness, you'll know that mindfulness is about paying attention to the input coming in through your senses. So while all mindfulness is grounding, not all grounding is mindfulness. Being grounded is about getting close to the earth, about paying attention to the physicality of the world that you walk around in that 90% of the time you're not actually tuning into. Now, while being grounded can mean physically being on the ground, feet on the earth, the cool thing about our neurology is that whether or not we're actually doing it or just imagining that we're doing it, you believe you. Whatever you imagine is true. So you don't actually have to put your feet on the earth. Simply imagining roots growing out the bottoms of your feet into the earth is enough to let your neurology know, it's okay, I'm safe. So how do you know if you're ungrounded? How do you know if this actually even applies to you? If you find yourself stuck in your head, if your thoughts are going around and 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 and you feel like a little hamster wheel and you can't seem to find the exit, you're probably ungrounded. If you're exhausted and you can't seem to get yourself back into feeling energized again, probably ungrounded. If you have a lot of anxious thoughts or just feeling that anxiety in the body, Or if you have that victim mentality, oh, poor me, definitely ungrounded. If you have any kind of dizziness or you're lightheaded, now I'm going to put a disclaimer in there. Obviously, make sure that if that is a symptom you are experiencing, you go get some assistance on the physical layer of reality by going to a doctor. And true healing comes when we work on all layers of reality. And so if you are energetically ungrounded, if all that emotional and mental energy is bouncing around in your body, Certainly getting grounded is going to help your healing journey. Same with aches and pains in the body. Pain means pay attention. When we are stuck up in our heads, we're likely missing stuff. Probably stuff that could help us on our journey. If you're feeling disconnected or just kind of pissy and irritable, there's a good chance that you're ungrounded. So as you can see, a lot of the human experience is ungrounded. So what causes you to get ungrounded? Well, any real kind of change. If you move a new house, a new job, you're literally uprooting yourself to go somewhere else. So it's funny. I do some gardening, not a lot, but I do some gardening. We had to move a plant because we're doing a deck extension. And when I had to move it, I have to cut through some of the roots that have been established there. Now I'm taking the whole root ball and it's going to grow somewhere else. But in the short term, I've cut some roots. That plant is temporarily ungrounded and disconnected from Mother Earth, which is why plants can actually go through plant shock. You have to make sure you give them lots of water, make sure that they get through that, give them nutrients. So when we literally move and uproot ourselves, it can cause us to get ungrounded, even if it's the best move in the world and we're thrilled about it. We're literally uprooting ourselves. Any type of death or loss will cause you to get ungrounded because in those circumstances, you are consumed by a tidal wave of thoughts and emotions. So while you are spending that time on the emotional and mental layer of reality to work through those feelings, chances are you forgot about your physicality. You're likely ungrounded. Same for any type of trauma that happens. Any type of major transformation, even a spiritual awakening can cause you to become ungrounded. Having this major, oh my gosh, life-changing moment, as wonderful as it can be, that shift in perspective is the same as uprooting yourself energetically. So there's a lot of things that can cause us to get ungrounded, which means it's really important to know how to get ourselves back into that space. So how can you actually get yourself grounded? Obvious way to do it, stick your bare feet on the earth. Now, it can be actually on the ground. That's always the best. And just having your feet on the ground inside your house is enough as well. It doesn't have to be bare feet. And it's nice to be able to sense it. So you can certainly do this with shoes. You can do this with socks on. Uh, and the more you can feel the earth, the more you're going to get that grounding. You can stick your hands onto the earth. I like to place my hands in tall grass or even into like a bucket of soil. Particularly helpful for those of us who live in countries and areas where we get lots of snow for some of the year. Yes, you can also ground by standing in the snow or putting your hands in the snow. It's just harder to do it for a long period of time because it's hella cold. You can do what I call a sumo breath. So most of us breathe kind of up on our chest, very shallow, kind of ah, like up high, kind of breathing taking a couple of deep breaths that you drive all the way down through the center of you deep into the earth can be very grounding. So literally, (sighs) and it has to be noisy and it has to be obnoxious and it has to be deep. That's the sumo breath. Do that a couple times and that will drive you into your body, AKA into the physical layer of reality. So it's grounding. There are many poses in yoga that can be grounding. I particularly love the tree pose because it's literally about imagining that you are a tree connected to the earth. So it's a highly grounding pose. You can also literally just imagine roots growing out the bottoms of your feet. Those of you who join me every week for my healing circle know that we always start with that. That's to get you grounded. We don't do anything until you're grounded first. Forest bathing is a wonderful way to get grounded. Uh, it's literally going out into the forest and just bathing in the wonder of the awesomeness of all the trees. Just allow yourself to be surrounded by these beings that are connected to the earth very deeply. So being around trees in any capacity can be very grounding. So forest bathing is just wonderful. I also like to put essential oils on the bottom of my feet. I find that very grounding. I like to choose very earthy scents like cedar, pine, pine things like that on the bottom of my feet, really helpful for one, I'm going somewhere and I seem to be out and about, but still want to help myself be grounded. And then of course, any type of grounding music, particularly ones that are drumming, drumming is exceptionally tribal, it's exceptionally grounding. So these are the things that you can do as you go about your life. It is completely human to get ungrounded, to get caught up in the wonder of the unconscious mind and conscious mind, to get tangled up in your thoughts and your feelings, to forget that this meat skeleton that we drag around is not supposed to be a ball and chain situation, that our bodies, that the physical layer of reality is here for a reason, we chose it for a reason. Getting ground is about remembering why we're here, about being connected to the physicality of who we are and the physicality of the world that we belong in. And so anything that we can do to connect to that is very grounding and therefore safe for our neurology. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that the safest place for human is on the ground. That's where your neurology feels the safest. So when in doubt, get close to the ground. I've literally had clients who are like, I was crying and I didn't know what to do, so I lay flat out on my kitchen floor, and you know what? It really helped. Get close to the ground. Remember that whether you're actually touching the ground or just imagining that you're touching the ground, your neurology believes you. And remember that tuning into the physical layer of reality regularly is crucial. If you want to be able to reach up into that land of love and light and inspiration and ideas and solutions, to your problems. If you're looking to find the solution to your problems on the mental layer of reality, it's not there. If you're looking for the emotional layer of reality, it might not be accessible to you yet. But the energetic layer of reality is accessible to you. And the deeper you go in your grounding practice, the higher you can go in your energetic practice. And that doesn't necessarily mean all the wooey stuff, although I'm all for that and I love it. But again, looking for a solution to a problem, whether it's a business problem or a personal problem, you can't find it until you get out of your head, until you get yourself grounded so that you can then reach up and find it. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. For a lot of us, being in our body, being in the world, and being in our physical space sucks and can be scary. And so decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. Not because it feels comfortable to be in your body, but because you want to be able to access that solution and that idea so that you can create somewhere different for you. Just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. That's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through either of my websites, either btgwellness.com or my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Or through email, or through social media. Where do you put the essential oil on your feet? What part of your feet? Anywhere on the bottom. What I generally do is I put a couple drops in the palm of my hand, rub my palms together, and then I just kind of rub it on the bottoms of my feet. Now, if intuitively there is a part of your foot that you are being guided to put it on or focus on, I'd follow that guidance. And there's not really any rule about it, so I just kind of slap it on. Is there a time of day that it's easier to ground? Because I feel anxious in the morning. And I was reading that in the morning, you have a higher cortisol um, level in your body that goes down during the day. So I've been trying to figure out that. So... There really is no right or wrong time of day to get yourself grounded. I always say experiment and play with it and see which one you like. I go intuitively, so I don't have a practice where I'm like every morning. I will get grounded before I'm doing anything that requires me to hold a lot of energetic space. So healing circle, I will get grounded and set up a sacred space anytime I travel in a new location. Um, Anytime I'm running a workshop, if I want to allow this inspiration to come through and for my words to flow, got to get grounded. Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck in my own head and then I can't do anything. So I get grounded at those points in my life. And whenever I need it, I don't really am like, okay, this time of day. That being said, I know that certain times of day in Chinese medicine do connect to different parts of our body. So certainly that might be worth exploring. Uh, In terms of morning being higher cortisol, potentially, and I also know that Esther Hicks, um, who is the law of attraction, Uh, If you haven't looked her up, she's fantastic. She says that because we've just woken up in the morning, we've just come out of this place where we have zero resistance from our mental realm, we're actually most receptive to the energetic realm. And that's the perfect time to get grounded. So I've heard all different philosophies. and My general consensus is I don't think it matters. I think like everything else in the energetic world, it comes down to your intention, your imagination, and your intuition. So follow your intuition. If you're like, this seems like a good time to get grounded, follow that. You can do it more than once a day. If you found that from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, you know, shit went sideways and you got stuck up in your crazy tree mental realm, get grounded again. And it can be done as this 10, 20 minute thing like forest bathing, or it can be just a couple of deep sumo breaths while you're in the bathroom. So there's always a way to fit it into your day and you can fit in whatever you're guided to in that moment. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Great question. I just want to say, thank you. The timing is excellent. I've been very stuck the last few weeks in my, I love your expression, my crazy, true, thinky, thinking mind. <laughs> and <laughs> needed the reminder to ground, my, ground myself I Need to practice that more. Yeah, it's funny because um, I do love how <laughs> you hear expressions for things. But also, um, I've been having so much trouble getting into the grounding, bubbling and grounding, and it's been frustrating. And I've been focusing on the breathing, so I've been having trouble with that. But that's more of the physicality with my asthma. So I'm working on fixing that, but then it's like, oh, this is what I need, too. And then I'm staring here. I probably have 60 different types of doTERRA oil staring at me. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to use? I'm like, sandalwood, ylang-ylang, maybe mm-hmm. some vetiver. Yeah, you know what? Throw everything you have at it. Again, it's your intention that drives this stuff. So the actual sense you choose is probably less important. Now, someone who is like really into essential oils would be like, well, no, there is definitely some vibrational energy added in, which is true. And your intention is still the stronger energy. It's still the stronger energy. Now, if you can combine your intention with the inherent intention in the oil, wonderful. And if you're like, well, I can't use essential oil for grounding because what if I get it wrong and I don't know which one to choose? Use your intuition. Just pick whichever one you're guided to. It's your intention that drives it. That's still the stronger energy. If I'm having like one of those moments in my healing journey, I will have, I have been known to, you know, all the oils. I will put cedar on my feet. I will put bergamot on my heart. I will put sage on my third eye. I will do everything I can. I will do that and slather myself and then go sit out on the grass for three minutes, just sitting there, sometimes just sitting there, sometimes sitting there and crying and giving myself space to let whatever electrical energy, which remember in our bodies is our thoughts and our emotions, letting it discharge into the earth. A lot of us think that a grounding practice is supposed to look pretty. (laughs) When you're discharging energy, you're discharging energy. So emotions might flow. I had a great discharge of energy uh, during my grounding practice tonight uh, to the point where 10 minutes before logging into Zoom, I'm in the mirror in the bathroom looking at myself with mascara down my face. My first words out of my mouth were, I don't know how I'm going to fix that. Um, so the grounding practice is not meant to be this pretty necessarily thing. It might be, but when you're getting grounded, you are discharging excess Energy in your body, which in our bodies is our thoughts and our motions. So you might find that when you get grounded, all sorts of stuff flows and that has to get out of the way because that was the stuff that was blocking you from that solution, that idea, that inspiration. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the BTG podcast, which stands for Bridge the Gap, with me, Jen Fable. Remember, if you want to experience my virtual healing circles in real time, visit www.btgwellness.com circle. And of course, if you have any questions at any time, please know you're always welcome to reach out to me through social media or through my websites at btgwellness.com or through my coaching website, livelifeunbroken.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.